responder or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help continue the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the People's Patriot Project, and we want to be the shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Patriot Playtime. We got your stick at six. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Unite Podcast and the People's Patriot Project. And as always, Patriot Pride. everybody welcome back to another episode of we got your six at six with people's patriot project and veterans unite podcast i'm your host shad turner from the veterans unite podcast and we have got a phenomenal show lined up for you guys today we have got an awesome musician and we've got someone that was not only a book writer or not only a book writer sorry he was also he's also a retired uh, green beret and he's got an awesome short story. God, I cannot talk tonight either, Mark. And he's got an incredible story to share with us tonight. There we go. Finally got it out. So, but as we always do, we are starting this show off with the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you're wearing a hat, take it off. If you can stand, please do. And let's get ready for the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, so there we go. How's everyone doing tonight? Absolutely outstanding. And I I had notes in front of me, and then my phone turned off, so I apologize for the intro there, Ryan. (laughs) I hope I said everything right. Yeah, no, you sound good. You sound really good. Okay. Um, So, like I said, how's everyone doing? What's going on, Mark? What you got going on? Oh, man, it's been an amazing week. Uh, Things are blowing up for the project. Uh, We absolutely have probably more irons in the fire than we need, but uh, it's an amazing ride. And uh, so we had a little opportunity to go around uh, this last week. We got an event coming up on the 22nd. We'll do some more preview uh, but I, I just want to give everyone a little brief of what we got going down. We've got uh, uh, an amazing veteran, uh, Sergio Manatero, and uh, he has invited us into his uh, his brewery in, in Minneapolis and, and wants us to do a food drive there. So here's a little preview on that. Project, and we're down here at Ladonia Cerveceria here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we have such an awesome opportunity. On November 22nd, we'll be down here from noon to 8 o'clock. Um, we're doing a Pine for Patriot event, but it's also our 22nd day of the month, which we do what we call Heroes Vigil. Remembering those here now so that we can remember those that aren't here with us anymore. Um, during that day, we're going to do several events. One is our Pine for Patriot program. If you come and you donate non-perishable food items to the food reception, uh, they will give you discounts on some of the amazing handcraft brews down here. We just had a couple of there. You're missing out if you're not down here. Um, we will be collecting hats and mittens for needy families in the metro area, and we will also be doing our We Got to Six at Six live podcast with Veterans United, Chad Turner. Sergio Manacero will be with us as we're doing this, and we are so excited to have this opportunity. We're here to take care of our veterans and first responders, 
here's a veteran-owned business that's in the game with us. Come see us November 22nd from noon to 8. Pay your pride. So we'll give you some more details on that as it gets closer. But um, again, a veteran-owned business out there trying to take care of his brothers and sisters. So that's one of the pieces. Um, we seem to have lost Andrea, which she's yeah, got a, a handful of uh, the messages <laughs> we we're going to give today. So uh, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we see Brian Gibson's in here with us. Andrea's doing a shout-out. Uh, nice to see you, Rick. Um, it's awesome to have you. Thanks for coming and joining us. Um, and uh, as always, Patriot Pride. So, you may have to come back to announcements. There's a lot of stuff going on this next week. Absolutely. Um, so, mm -hmm. what you got? Why don't we get into? So, uh, Miss Ford, who's with us on our panel today, um, a musician, a musician extravaganza affectionado. Um, she wanted to let us know on Friday. Friday, I think that's the 14th, right? Is the 13th. Is, oh, oh, that's right, the 13th. But the 14th <laughs> is Hug a Musician Day. 13th is that? Is that I'm messing 13th. this all up. All right, well, <laughs> we'll pretend. We'll that's what up. happens when Andrea's not here. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So we'll just throw her under the bus and say, you're on live is Andrea Eichmann. Here we go. Hey, Hey, sorry. Just, it's a super computer issue. Hi. So, Andrea, we're going to change announcements to being the next item. Okay. Right now, I would like to showcase uh, Miss Ford's newest release. Can you quit calling me Miss Ford? Like they call me that at the high school. No, it's I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Just I'll try. Just I'll try not it. very hard, okay? Um, this is Jen Ford with Woman in Black. She shows up and makes her way through the crowd with her head cut up high. She always looks brown, there's no fear in her bones. She ain't afraid to be bold in a game of cards. She'll never fold. Well, she never second guesses, she won't think twice Ain't afraid to take chances, but she's choosing the dice She don't care what you think, she knows she'll impress When you got on a black, you don't need a damn dress
Holy cow. That's pretty hot. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's pretty awesome. It comes out on November 11th. Better nice. than or today. Awesome. Or today. Or today. <laughs> but it goes to... Uh, it goes to like iTunes and everything's supposed to be out November 11th, but we were, we were going to awesome. release it earlier and, and I tried to do it on September 11th. I always try to do stuff around like holidays or veteran days. Period. Just it makes it easier for me to remember when I did stuff too. <laughs> it was very cool. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you are, your background, why military is important to you. Okay, uh, well, I'm from Texas. If you haven't been able to tell from my accent, I, uh -huh. yes. <laughs> Josh is like, yes, yes. Okay, by the way, the Steelers are only uh, one point from whooping the Cowboys right now. So 18 to 19. <laughs> that wouldn't be a whooping. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we were up just a few minutes ago, and now it's like four minutes left in the last quarter. And, We'll the Cowboys, though. Oh, my goodness. The Cowboys keep screwing it up. Man, I love the Cowboys We're, when I was a kid. We love football in our house. <laughs> so, Stuff's uh, getting yeah. away from us. Stuff's getting away. <laughs> football. football. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're I'm from good. Texas. I have two sons that are football players. My husband um, loves football, and we're deep in the middle of uh, – the playoffs right now it my son is a senior so i'm a mother i'm a wife um i served in the military from 1998 to 2009 uh majored in music for two years before i went in the military and i've always been a singer songwriter type kind of person but um of course like we all did when we were 19 18 19 years old we decided we didn't want our parents to tell us what to do so we joined the military and <laughs> that worked out <laughs> Everybody started telling me what to do in the military, but um, fortunately, fortunately, I, I kept singing, and um, I guess word got out, and so I had a lot of opportunities, like the U.S. Army Soldier Show, and um, being assigned temporary duty and special duty with Army bands for about six years in the middle of my career, and went back to being a, a full-time MP, I think in 2007 at Fort Sam Houston, and pretty soon after that, um, we, we decided as a family that I needed to get out to take care of my oldest son because he's a hardhead. And he was six years old and getting in a lot of trouble. So we just uh, decided that I'd get out and move back home to East Texas with my family, started college, and realized that I had PTSD. And uh, that took a couple years to sort out. And I was trying to figure out what, what I was going to do with my life because I thought, well, I need to get a real job. And I had no idea how to be a, a musician on the outside because um, everything was pretty much taken care of in the middle. Just decided to start doing music again because I was so frustrated with everything and I, I needed an outlet and, and I needed to with community and it just kind of took off um, my life sort of turned around and, and I felt like I had an identity again and um, was able and got a bachelor's degree in multimedia We're having a little bit of a connection issue. Yeah, we'll give it to her. That's all right. We'll get her back on. There she is. There we go. She's back. Sorry, I don't know how much you caught, but what what did you miss? We got the majority of it. You're you're good. We lost like the last ten seconds, and you're fine. So it it is what it is. We love having you here. You talked about having that identity. We uh. It's it's a real easy identity for me to attach to. Well, I can hear Mark, but okay. for whatever reason, I think Jen can't. I can okay. hear you, Chad. I can hear uh, Mark. We basically, uh -oh. we, we, we basically got that you're a rock star, man. Rock yeah, star. Yeah, there we like, go. Like, well, hands down. I, hands down. I you served your country. 
you had your uh, you, you served your country. You know what your talents are. We just heard a little demo from you, and I, wow, you're you're a stud, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, agreed. Thank you very much. You can check out all my music. I've been writing um, and doing music for the last eight years, and really things started taking off for me about um, three years ago. So awesome. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you have an uh, you, you have an amazing voice. So that's that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. It's amazing so, that I still have a voice after all the the yelling I do at football games. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have another we're song the loudest, that uh, we're allowed us at the um the whole football game. I actually brought a megaphone, and my my son is like, "Mom, don't ever bring that again." I said, "I gotta sing tomorrow." <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, I can't just be screaming. The only, the only thing, the only thing that would make that better is you have a megaphone, and you have the T-Rex costume. <laughs> yes, that would do. You know what? Amazon may be my go-to. I bet you there's a sale on those right now. One hundred percent, there is. <laughs> I might do it. <laughs> well, I know she's having a hard time hearing me, but well, uh, so we have another song for her. I really appreciate it. Um, we're we're nearly at fourteen thousand likes. Uh, my goal for this year was to hit twenty k, and we started off this time last year with three point five k, and it just sort of took off. Um, COVID kind of awesome. screwed everything up for us. Uh, we were supposed to go to Las Vegas because we won the Texas Country Music Showdown. We do a different kind of country. I don't even know if it's really country, but um, we're they put us in the country genre. I think we're more like a southern rock blues like mix you, of everything. You're a you're a southern rock kind of girl. Uh, the um, what am I looking for? Not not really Stevie Nicks. Like who do you who do you base your uh, who do you base your singing off of? Well, I love Stevie Nicks. Um, I, I do too. Stevie, I do too. I love Stevie Nicks. I love uh, Beth Hart. I love um, Susan Tedeschi. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, uh, Ooh, Winona Judd, Tina Turner. When, yeah. Uh, have you All ever? And I, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to take the show over, but your voice was absolutely amazing. <laughs> have you ever sang um, "Black Velvet"? Yes. I, that's my favorite song. Yeah. In the entire in <laughs> the entire world, yeah, "Black Velvet." Yep. Okay. Well, I sorry, do, I'm, I do a lot of the powerhouse female vocals, but I also sing stuff like. Mississippi Queen, like in our live shows yeah. when we mix up covers and stuff, I'll, I'll sing stuff like um, uh, Rocky Mountain Way or just, I, I do a mix. I have kind of a lower voice so I can pull off Black Crows yep. and stuff like that. But when overall, I, when I heard, when I heard your voice, I thought of Black Velvet right off the bat. Awesome. <laughs> yep. That's, that's that a lot of miles. Awesome. Good call on that one. I dig that. I'll take it. That's Very nice. That's you and I've seen it. a couple you of your videos it. too. Jen, your videos are awesome as well. So it's, it's your voice mixed with all Thank the rest you. of that too. Yeah. Did y'all see my Christmas video? I released my first Christmas song. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I wrote that for my husband because he says I never write any songs for him. But like Aww. we're gonna be super broke <laughs> this year for Christmas <laughs> as usual. <laughs> but uh yeah. We always seem to come out on top, and and our our family is so tight that it, we're not materialistic at all. We do a lot of stuff. Everybody's super involved with the community, and we're always on the go. We have a little bitty apartment, a little bitty dog, and I have a, my sons have a my piano is in their bedroom, which is weird. But you know we don't know where to put anything because there's sound equipment stacked up to the ceiling. And when I first moved in there, I wasn't in the full-fledged band. I just sang acoustic with, like, one person. And now I have a five-piece band and big-ass bus and a whole bunch of sound equipment. So. Sorry, Josh. Josh, <laughs> oh! got you. That's awesome. I do believe we have your song. We'll play it at the end, Jen. That cool. is uh, – you got it all queued up and ready to go. Oh, hi, Scott. Hi, dear. Scott is here. Um, Jen, everyone else can hear Mark, I think. Is that yeah, right? I think. Mark? I can Mark, you can hear me. Give you a thumbs up. Yeah. 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 All oh, that is weird. Translate. That's right. <laughs> I can hear everybody except Mark. That's so, funny. Tell Jen to restart if she gets I'll a chance. Moving, that's it. So I, you might have to just restart when, when we're 
maybe when I do announcements or something, you can restart it and see. When you come back in, then it should work. Okay. It should work. So, hey, Scotty, I saw your video. It's been a crazy couple of, weeks, couple of days. You, you got to be, be exhausted. You've been out working all day, brother. Well, we had a fundraiser yesterday, too. Yeah. Awesome. And I've been, awesome. been running, running around Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday looking at a piece of property. Veteran extravaganza, right? That's cool. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. Get you a little homestead. A place to bug out. <laughs> I like that. Once we're not live, I will tell you what. <laughs> you indulge us information. <laughs> it's not public information yet. Have you had don't a ever, chance to go up to talk? Don't ever give yet? up your underground bunker right yet. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yes, nope. I went up by Tunnel Creek, and uh, it's a pretty cool looking place. Yeah. Thanks. I think. How many people oh, bought man. like eight rolls or eight eight packages of toilet paper and a whole bunch of beans and rice when all this stuff kicked off in March? I was in Afghanistan, so when they were talking about <laughs> like this, so when I first got to Afghanistan at the end of January, we all got super sick. And we called it the super flu. Nobody knew what was going on. And then we recovered and we were fine. We moved on about our day. But then I started seeing like what was going on in the States in February, March, April, May. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And it, it was like people were stocking up on toilet paper. And I was just like, uh, I, I, I'm really confused on what, what what is going on right now. But so, yeah, I, I remember going all the way back to watching like um, – What's what? What's our news networks in Iraq and Afghanistan? It's um, AFN. 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 So I remember going back and I'm sitting there watching AFN and they're they're talking about all these toilet paper shortages and whatnot. And <laughs> there's some well, high hey, school uh, parties going on big time. Yeah, because well, it makes sense to buy toilet paper for a bronchial sinus <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I think, well, I, I think uh, I bought toilet paper because there was no toilet paper. And I, I always have extra toilet paper because I have three grown men basically in my house. Everybody's over six foot. And I was like, <laughs> we need toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I went yeah, and found toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't buy it all at once. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Limits on that. That's crazy. And Lysol. As a teacher, yes. you know, you're not supposed to have Lysol, but I always have Lysol. I couldn't even, I couldn't even find a bottle of Lysol to clean stuff. Oh my gosh. Like my, my wife is um, big on um, the uh, Young Living brand. And so when it comes to like thieves cleaner and stuff like that, I brought home this, this Lysol container and I, I, I thought I like killed at least five people. <laughs> she was like, "What is that doing in my house?" Like, oh, well, okay. Well, this, I, this last year, you sell it for forty bucks on eBay because you probably could have got it. Oh my <laughs> lord! This last year in Minnesota, right before this stuff happened, they were going they through and saying all in. cleansing stuff had to be taken out of rooms. Everything mm -hmm. had to be taken. There was nothing clean. <laughs> You had, you had to take everything out, hand wipe the wipes and everything. And so we're like, well, you know, okay, something. We now we've got hand sanitizer by the gallons that smell like tequila. And we've got uh, the, the COVID killer stuff. And then we got the non-COVID killer stuff. And we're spraying everything. And I'm just like, there is, you can't stay true to a standard around any of this stuff. No, no. And it's funny because I would always couldn't wait to get my mask off when the kids left and then I'd go spray the stuff. And then one day I'm yeah, like, yeah. maybe I really should keep my mask on because who knows what is in this stuff. I so, suck it in chemicals. So there's there there's two there there's two things that well I'll get to the second thing after this, but I legitimately I can't make this up. So when I got home in August I was watching a guy in the supermarket because in Florida, um, our governor, he basically said, hey, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, I don't care. Um, it's up to each establishment. 
Well, there was a guy that when he first walked into Publix, which I don't, I don't know if Publix is around where you guys are at or not, but he had a Lysol spray, Lysol, Lysol, <laughs> in his pocket. He sprayed the inside of his mask out and then put it back on. And I was like, we're going to have to resuscitate this guy. He's about ready to go down. He's about ready to go down in a public shopping mall um, because he just sprayed out his mask, the inside, the part that you put on your breathing. You know, you got your you got your oxygen thief area right here. Yeah. yeah. No. No, and no, no. Uh, my second point I was going to get to is, how are you doing in Minnesota, bro? You good? Oh, yeah. we're all good. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. You know, it's been a it's been a weird. Go ahead, PD. It's been the weirdest summer. <laughs> I mean, I've heard. I've, thing, I, I, right? I've heard. I've literally yeah. heard on the news. <laughs> You're right, right, yeah. It's been really so, the longest summer because Texas never cools off really. <laughs> so like, we are so ready to not be sweating, and it just seems like that's all we do is sweat. Nobody's well, I was just in Texas two weeks ago, and it was amazing. But no, it's hot. Yeah, today was hot. Yeah, Yesterday I was, was in hot. San Antonio and Austin. So, what is your reference about how we're doing in Minnesota? I mean, we talked. We had oh, some pre show uh, talk. I I I know you guys. Uh, you guys had some damage from you know um, protests. Well. Correction: If you if they're damaged, it's not protests; it's riots. Right. I know you guys had some damage from riots that you guys had to take care of and whatnot like that. But I have um, a lot of friends from the military that are all um, they are all. I, I can't remember the line they told me which separates south from north. They were like north is not like the south, um, but they're all north of this this line that they told me about. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we just don't go down to this area here because, I mean, it's a shithole right now. But north of it, he was like, oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. But, but, but north of that line, north of that line, it's, it, he was like, dude, we're, we're, we're all, we're all American loving, freedom loving uh, uh, Americans. <laughs> You know, so, but I can't there, remember this line he told me. There was a certain line there's, um, in there's Minnesota. No, there's no poop holes in Minnesota. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> to get us back to kind of a, a, a home base a little bit. Um, there is there, there's a five-county area uh, in the southern part of the state. Not really southern. And it, it, this is just a demographic piece. Southern metro area, right? Yeah. And so that's Again, it's it, it was all good. I'll be honest with you. We had an amazing time. And I'm going to say the People's Patriot Project had an amazing time during what we would call the, the civil unrest during that time. And the fact that uh, we did nothing but serve people. And uh, we took yep. care of people. Uh, we took care of our, our National Guard that was deployed. We went down with uh, foods and waters and took care of them. Then they called us up and they said, after about three days and they were doing nothing but MREs and whatever we were bringing them, they said, Hey, can we get a home cooked meal? And we said, we reached out to our network and got food trucks to come down and the food trucks That's went awesome. down there with us and, and made sure we, we fed them. Um, you know, we, we ran into a little controversy with some people getting hold of us saying that uh, there were other groups that deserved it more than our, our vet or not veterans. Actually, these were our deployed military okay. personnel. Yeah. And, our okay. and I'm like, this is our mission. This is who we're going to do. And to be honest with you, through the process of collecting the foods and collecting the stuff, we did receive items that weren't necessary for those people that were deployed in first responders. And we made sure that it got to the proper places. So um, the civilians in that area got had access to those materials. I mean, honestly, it was diapers. It was other kind of food items, spaghetti sauce and stuff like that, which they had no need for on out on the on the line. So. My, my only thing with Minnesota is this. <laughs> and I have a I have a big issue with Minnesota because of because of this winter. Um it was back in I, I don't know 2000 and early. 
So I'm in I'm I'm in Minnesota and uh-huh. I'm with you know I'm with my girlfriend at the time and she's like hey let's go visit family oh by the way we're gonna go out to a party okay not a problem I love parties I'm thinking like Oregon barn parties maybe we're gonna go get drunk in the cornfields or whatnot oh no so it's January. So we meet up with everybody and everybody is still in their vehicles. And I would, I would say very large four wheel drive, extremely huge vehicles. With I know trailers where going. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, Hmm, I wonder where we're going. Uh-huh. Well then I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the map on the GPS and where we are steering towards it is all blue, <laughs> but it's not blue anymore. And so I'm like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, we don't hold on. We keep going. And so every cuss word you can imagine comes out of my mouth. So we drive onto this lake. And then we don't just drive onto the lake. We not only one up it, two up it, but three up it. But then we decide to drill holes with all these huge vehicles around. We drill holes into the lake, and then we create a large bonfire on the lake with all these large vehicles around. And then, just to make sure that we will drown properly, we get drunk. That's why Minnesota did that to me, and I will never forgive Minnesota for that. So there's horrible horrible idea. Horrible idea. There's an event in. In late January, it's called the Ill Pout Festival up in Walker, Minnesota. And legitimately, it is Mardi Gras on the ice. And there are Jeez, tens, no. tens of thousands of people. They have out like on a the fire ice. department out there. They put a fire department out there. They got a police department. That's not that's not the right answer. You're <laughs> on a frozen lake. Wrong answer. So you didn't have the bonfire because you can have a bonfire while you're out there too. I love it. I love it. Oh no, we had it. We, we we had a bonfire too, and that's when I got introduced to uh, peppermint or peppermint schnapps. Oh, it's yeah. huge in Minnesota. That's that's I, 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 I never had it before. How thick is the ice? I don't if know. You, if you drink <laughs> that, you, drove you, onto it. you can't drown. Just so you know, you can't. Right, drown. you float. You'll be that's, fine. Actually, it's funny you say that. They said that to me. They're like, here, this will keep you safe. And I was like, all right, you got it. So in Minnesota, oh, in the wintertime, super scary. Cold, the ice gets up to, I mean, some places it gets up to three feet thick. And so yeah. you only structurally. Like that's enough. No, they were only drilling need. holes in this ice. <laughs> Why we had all our vehicles around with a bonfire on it. No, three feet is holes? not enough. Not even close. Poop in the holes? No, you can't poop in the holes. You don't poop in the holes. You go to the bathroom. You poop in buckets. You poop in buckets, and then you, you carry that off. I'm not I don't know where I don't know where the poop buckets were because I was all clean out of poop before we got there. Because I could not, not believe we were driving onto a frozen lake. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not, not cool. Uh, I grew up here no. when I was a kid. We used to take cars and spin out on the ice. But in my I know, lake, all the I know. what is wrong with you guys? No, I have grown up beyond this and it freaks me out and it scares <laughs> me to death. And we took this family trip, which I got um goaded and guilted. My husband's like, everybody, all the, I have five kids, right? All the kids are going, your dad's going, and you're not gonna. I'm like, you know, I hate the ice, right? Oh, well, everybody's been. So I ended up going. And uh, I think Austin was probably about 15. He's number four. I got four boys. And then uh, the youngest is a girl. And we had to share seats in the Suburban. And the guy's leading us out. He's got this little foreign SUV thing. And he's bouncing because it had melted. The top, like, six inches had melted. And so I am not cool. And I got the seat over here, and then I crack my window because you know the only way you can get out when you go down is if the window's cracked open. And so my 15 year old looks at me and he looks at his brother. He's like, uh, Mom's praying. Did you guys know Mom's praying over here? I think she's crying. 
oh my gosh, she's got her window rolled down now. And I'm like, I need out. I'm going to walk. And my husband's like, you're going to walk? Or it's like three miles out. I'm like, I will walk. I'm so done. I spent the whole day and I hated it. I hated every minute of it, but I was such a team player. I love this. It was great. If you're just joining us now, we have uh, Miss Jen Ford, who's our musician for the night. And we have uh, Ryan Hendrickson online here with us, a combat veteran, also author of Tip of the Spear. Uh, just doing a little dialogue, Ryan, telling us how he is not a huge fan of Minnesota because he's got a little, <laughs> I'm going to make light of it. It's not funny, but uh, a little PTSD from uh, going out on the on ice in Minnesota on the lakes. Uh, if you've never been to Minnesota, uh, it's what we do. Uh, I'm not even a Minnesotan. I'm from Cody, Wyoming. But uh, we do go out on the ice. We do party on the ice. We do have a good time out there on the yeah. ice. We, we drill holes, we fish, and we uh, consume a little bit of antifreeze, and uh, we, we stay alive, and, and it's all good. So we're having such a good time here tonight. Josh. Ryan. Yes. Josh. <laughs> Oops. Is Josh giving thumbs down? Did I swear? Oh, I didn't catch you. I didn't catch you. <laughs> I don't think I did. No, um, no, 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 no. Josh? No, I'm doing thumbs down because Josh is from Texas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You can kiss <laughs> my eyes because I'm not going to do that. So. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. The thumbs down for going out on the ice. Oh, Jen, I'm gonna invite you out to Minnesota, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good. Don't time. do it, Jen. Hey, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. and Ryan, I think you should come along, and we're gonna go up to Stillwater, and we're gonna do the bridge across the river, the ice bridge. No, I, I, I'm perfectly good. You it's know what? In in Florida, we in Florida we have ice too, and it's in my drink. No, you don't. But. <laughs> yes, yeah. In Florida, you have. have alligators. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we do have alligators. No, so. We can always do a polar plunge. We do that yeah, in Florida too. It's when it's like seventy-five degrees out. We jump in the ocean. <laughs> They're like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Polar plunge. We do the okay. same thing as you guys. That's same it. thing. We're inviting you all up when the Patriot Project does the polar plunge. You're all coming up and jumping in, and I'm gonna videotape, oh, no. so I'm not coming. Up. Oh not man. It. The People's Patriot Project's going to Florida this year for the People's Patriot Project Polar Plunge down yeah, in 75, 75 degrees out. Be ready for the cold. <laughs> so, Ryan, you got a book out, brother. Tell us about the book. Tell us about what you want to get out there. Well, so, yeah, I, um, I ended up tripping and following on a book that, um, that kind of, I don't know, it kind of kind of relevant kind of my uh my, my situation my experience my um you know uh basically what i firmly believe in so what's your um, name I actually uh 18 charlie what's that uh special forces engineer okay i thought you were gonna say 11 bravo and i was like you can't write a book if you don't know how to read you're good. <laughs> so I was 11. I, I was an 11 Bravo, but I switched over. Green Beret, 18 Charlie. So we love, but, we um, love all your 11 Bravos. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, basically. So I, I had uh, when I when I first joined the military in '97, I joined the Navy, and so we had a bunch of recruiters coming through our school. And like uh, we had the Air Force recruiter, and he he basically was like, "Man, you are dum dumb. You cannot join the Air Force." I was like, "Okay, cool." And then we had um, um, we had you know the Army recruiter came into school, and they were like, "Man, well, we love dumb guys like you. We just don't have any position for you right now." I was like, "Okay, cool." The Marine came in, and he was just like spitting chew spit everywhere yelling at everybody and i was super scared i was like oh my gosh you're a really really scary guy but then the navy recruiter came in he might as well had had on like a flowered t-shirt and he was like hey you want to you want to be an f-14 tomcat pilot like tom cruise and i was like uh yeah he goes you want to be a navy seal like charlie sheen I was like yeah so you want to go to exotic ports and see exotic women i was like yeah He's like, take this color crayon and sign here. And I was like, all right. So I did that. And um, none of that happened. It was very, it was very strange. So, uh, but um, 
you know, I did my four years in the Navy and then um, got out. And then I came back in the military through the Air Force, did five years in the Air Force. And then I transferred over from the Air Force to the Army through the Blue to Green program. And um, from there, you know, I went through um, infantry and then uh, special forces. And so, you know, on my first deployment as a Green Beret, I, I stepped on an IED in Afghanistan. So I had, you know, I had my leg blown off and I was like, oh, man, you know, life's over for me, all this other good stuff you know, everything, it, it, you know, pretty much they would say it's the normal thought process. It was for me. But, um, you know, I was having a hard time with things. So I had um, I had I, gone through all the surgeries, you know, 27 surgeries on my right leg. Um, I, had, you know, basically gotten myself back to a point they medically retired me i fought my way back on the active duty and then you know i wouldn't say i fought my way i more like snuck my way back into um seven special forces group and so when i got back there um my unit was deployed in afghanistan again so i basically you know i i, I used the ignorance of the of the regiment to be, you know, basically, hey, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with 2nd Battalion Alpha Company. And they're like, well, you're, your guys are in Afghanistan. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's where I'm going. Well, I was non-deployable, but I still <laughs> – so I, I, I still went. So um, I show up to Afghanistan, and there's, you know, there's, there's a few guys that are a little upset about it, but whatever. They'll get over it. And then, you know, that's that, that, that basically started um, – from when I stepped on the IED, that basically started my time back. I went back in 2012, um, 16, 17, 18, 19, and then I just got home in August in 20. And so, I, you know, I ended up another seven trips back in Afghanistan from where I got blown up. Well, I never gave myself time to actually kind of take it, not, not only take a breath, but I never... I never really gave myself time to actually figure out like the mental toll that, you know, getting blown up took on me. And then, you know, I ended up, um, I ended up getting shot in uh, 2016, which it wasn't bad. It was a little thing in the arm, but still counts, still counts. Just want to throw it out there. But, um, <laughs> so, but I never really gave myself time to, you know, to, to, come to terms with what had happened to me to grieve my friends that, you know, that they didn't make it home. Um, and, and to really like kind of put life in perspective, I had always been on the run, um, uh, just, you know, chasing that high and combat is combat is, is a high, like you'll, you, you can't recreate it. It's impossible. There's no, there's, there's no drug that will recreate getting shot at or someone trying to kill you. So I had, you know, I had talked to a counselor and whatnot like that. And finally, you know, it, it just came down to, I, re I remember one counseling session I was at, I just looked at the guy and I said, Hey, what's my name? And I, and I watched his eyes go up to the top right hand corner of the paper. And then he read my name and I was like, we're done here. Like, you don't even know me. And so I had kept in contact with our, with, with my chaplain and our chaplain he said, Hey man, I know, um, I know you always say you're pretty dumb, but have you ever, have you ever thought about writing therapy? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I majored in English in the third grade. And then I gave it up after that. And so, and so no, I never, I, ne I never thought about writing. Well, um, the 2017 trip, I remember, um, going through some really rough times in Afghanistan um, where we had, you know, some bad things have happened and whatnot like that. And I had opened up my keyboard and I was just like, well, let me, let, let me try this out. And I just started typing and it just started flowing. And then next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing, you know, stuff that's on my chest and I'm putting it on the keyboard and I'm going back to my childhood and, and things that had happened to me back in the day. And then, you know, what I dealt with and then, it was just all pouring out onto these word documents. And, um, yeah, I, that basically turned into my book, Tip of the Spirit.
Well, I'll be honest. With you. I haven't had the chance to read your book yet. Um, I've I've heard nothing but positive things about it. Um, I'm excited to get a chance to read it. Um, I I love your message and your demeanor and and the way that you kind of reflect. Just being on the show and uh, just being open and having those conversations. Um, I'm very excited about just the opportunities that uh, we get to grow in a relationship with uh, with you in this opportunity. And so. Um, those that are listening, I mean, if you want a chance to come in in the post show, uh, we we have plenty of room in the foxhole, and uh, we'll continue to to have the conversations about how we can better serve each other as veterans and as first responders, and uh, just make sure that we've got our brothers and sisters covered. That's our mission. Um, we want to be the beacon of hope and opportunity, uh, whether you served or whether you are a patriot, hey, uh, this is a huge piece right now. Um, yeah. So I, I was going to have some questions. Uh, you kind of answered them in your dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. One was, why did, you, why did you feel like you still had to continue to keep getting in there? You're, you so, were talking about time. So when I, um, so when I got blown up, um, the, there, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Number one, um, when I got blown up, the so the Taliban they use what we call ICOMs or ICOM, and when we intercept their radio communications, it's called ICOM chatter. So they use FM frequencies, which is very inner. It's very easy for us to intercept FM freaks. And so, anyways, we were listening in on on basically every mission you go out on, you listen in on what the Taliban's doing. Well, when I hit the IED, they, they were cheering, celebrating. Everybody was happy. You know, we got we got an American. And um, and that really um, that really bothered me. And I and I really wanted I really wanted to make it a point to where the Taliban didn't they didn't beat me. They set me back a little bit. But um, I, I, I can promise you that I, I, I got more than that on the on the return. And number two, um. My dad had told me something early on in the hospital. He said, um, you know, I, I was going through a pivotal part of my recovery. And he had told me, hey, you know, I, I, I see you're struggling right now. And I know what you're going through. My dad, two tours in Vietnam. And he said, I know what you're going through right now. He said, let me, let me boil it down basically the way I see it. The way I see it is you've been handed an amazing opportunity. He said, you may not see it right now because of the pain and the suffering and, and, and everything that's going on with you, but you've been handed an amazing opportunity. And that's it. That, that's the reset button. Most people don't get the reset button at life. You've been handed the reset button to go back and basically be that man that you're laying in bed right now, wishing you would have been he said, you got two, you got two options. Number one, is you can become a victim of this injury. You can make this injury that is 100% a part of you. Ryan Hendrickson, um, Green Beret, stepped on an IED. You can make this. You can make this injury. That's everything that you are, and it will consume you. And it will be. And you will never. You you won't ever move on from that. And it's a lonely path. Or you can use this injury to make yourself stronger. Make yourself a better man. Make yourself that person that people like. They grow when they meet you. They become better people just by just by meeting you. Um, you can make yourself that man. Everything that you're laying in your bed right now, wishing that you would have done in life, as you're as you're looking at your life right now, as it's over, um, you can actually do that. It's all up to you. But I highly recommend. You don't become a victim of this injury because if you become a victim, it's very hard not to um, take on that identity. And it really didn't, it, it really didn't make sense to me until I see what's going on in America today. And I see that a lot of people they're they're they, they feel that they're entitled to the good life. They think that life is supposed to be easy. And when it's not, and they get upset and they're and, and they're angry because life had thrown them a curveball. And number two is they they become a victim of of life of life uh, circumstances. Right. Hey, this happened to me when I was young, so this is why I'm this way. 
or this happened to me when I was this, so this is why I'm this way. They become victims of circumstances and they never own their own life. They re they don't take control of their own life. And so I think um I, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I came out with it was because uh, yeah, it was just it it was I don't know. I mean take control of your life or become a victim. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You you have such a poignant message and I again I, I hope we, we will get a chance to talk here in the post show, but uh, um, you're, you're 100 percent right. Um, there are 94 percent of our country takes for granted the the guys and gals who put their their stuff out there on the line to make sure that they get to lay down their head at night and and live a pretty secure life. And uh, but I don't agree provided. with that. I don't agree with that either. Okay, and fair this, enough. And this is why. Thank you for your service is the most abused phrase ever. If you want to thank me for my service, I want to ask you, did you talk to a farmer lately? Did you talk to a police officer, a first responder, firefighter, garbage man? Did you talk to anybody who actually their service is what makes our life everything you just said? Yes, I'm in the military and I go overseas and I do I do everything I do. But we have we have forgot who to thank for their service. We have legitimately forgot who to thank for their service. Military is a part of that, but they are not the only ones. And I am against thank you for your service until every single farmer and ambulance and first responder and firefighter and police officer and garbage man and Everyone else that makes this country actually the greatest country in the world, until they're thanked for their service, I I, I don't like to hear it. I, That's I don't. a fabulous message, and and there's a piece that you don't know in our dialogue, and that that's the other people we serve as well. And so I love um, it. I agree with you a hundred percent in everything that you're saying. Um, we have a lot, and again the. That, that only still makes 90% or 10% of our country actually serve in those in those capacities. And so, yep. um, no, it's awesome having you guys on here. We are kind of running short on our one-hour time period. We do have a little bit of announcements, and we do have one more tool that we'd like to showcase for Miss uh, Jen. <laughs> Love it. you got an amazing voice. Thank you. Andrew, what do we got going on this week? Oh my gosh, busy, busy week. Um, so starting, I, I, well, you made reference to Ryan's hat. So tomorrow, today, today is National Bison Day, just for you guys, National Bison Day. I didn't read much about it. I just know that that must be a Wyoming thing. Um, <laughs> November, <laughs> November 10th is the Marine Corps birthday. So let's give a shout out. Go. Uh, happy birthday to Marine Corps. Um, then we have the 11th, you guys. And and I we know it's Veterans Day. We all know it's Veterans Day. And so this is, um, I, brought, I brought up some history because I was wondering about the word armistice um, and where did it go? And so I did some research, um, but it's also referred to as Remembrance Day or it's also Poppy Day. Um, wear them on the right side, by the way. Wear them on the right side. There's an awesome story on Facebook right now about the colors uh, and the meaning. Um, I'll repost it. I kept it. Um, it is also um, Canada does Remembrance Day as well. The 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month is an important time in history. So um, this started out as Armistice Day. Woodrow Wilson made the call to honor the fallen soldiers of the Great War for, sac for their sacrifice and bravery. Um, but after World War II, it was requested that we honor all veterans, not those who are gone, um, more than just those who died in World War I. So in, it took some time, of course, and we started recognizing it that way. And then in 1954, Armistice was actually struck out of the the name and it was um, a veteran was inserted, making it the official Veterans Day. And I don't know if I knew this or I forgot this, but November 11th through the 17th is designated as National Veterans Awareness Week, and uh -huh. that should be at the top of my list. And I don't, I don't know if I get busy, but um, this is an effort to educate. So, educate and include um, 
elementary and secondary ed children, which I guess that's pretty close to our hearts as well, Mark and I. Um, and my school used to do an amazing, amazing, amazing job. And I hate to say used to, and now it depends on what day it falls on in the week. And it's not a political thing. Um, we tried to do a, a flag parade, a flag drive, you guys. And I applied for um, insurance um, from a different a couple different companies. Do you know that just to fly the American flag is a possible controversial thing to do and we can't get insurance for you? Really? 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 So in Minnesota? Cool. In Minnesota? Well, I'm not sure. I'm going to check on the. Not in this, Texas, it ain't. Not well, in Florida, it's not. I don't even have to apply for insurance in those places. We had to, Anyway, all right. So, um, for the good of all, the 12th on Thursday is National Happy Hour Day. Ryan, do you have someone serving you? Are they coming to you with your refills right now, or do you have to go in? So, so no, I actually need to go back in there. And uh, my Seahawks have just lost, but I want to see if my wife's Steelers are winning or not. Yeah. But um, your guys' Vikings. No. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nope. <laughs> oh, is the, show, is the show over right now? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, so November 13th, Friday. 24 Steelers winning. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was so the 13th is World Kindness Day. That's a big push in our world to do what you can to be kind. And just for Jen, it's Hug a Musician Day on Friday. So hug a musician. We did Friday. talk about that. Yeah, we did. We had to put that. And then, you guys, we have a People's Patriot Project. Um, we are going to a fundraiser. It's a benefit for Eric's Road to Recovery. Due to injuries, Eric has had so many surgeries on his lower leg that it came to a point where he had to let go of it. And so he's a, a recent amputee and he's got a beautiful wife and two beautiful little girls. And we have a big announcement that we get to make, but we can't tell anyone until Saturday. So um, stick around. We'll let you know what that is on Sunday. Hey, Jen. Can I, can seems I like say one Jen thing? has something to say. Yeah. I didn't get an opportunity to, to let you guys know what's happening on the 14th. Do um, it. Okay, so on the 14th in Decatur, Texas, Valor Ranch is cutting the ribbon. Valor Ranch is a 501c3 Texas Veterans Commission endorsed for real women's, uh, women's retreat, women's ranch for rehabilitation with PTSD. And they were given a $250,000 grant last year. I'm personal friends with the two, um, the two folks that are in charge of it. Uh, I help them raise money for it every year, and it's amazing. They have 10 tiny homes, brand new tiny homes they put out on the property. They rehabilitate animals. They rehabilitate women veterans, and they're going to have uh, – last year they had the rib uh, the uh, groundbreaking ceremony, and this year they're having the ribbon cutting, and they're actually going to start accepting veterans. And there's going to be uh, 400 people there plus and live music. And it's going to be an awesome event hosted by one of the largest radio stations, The Ranch, in the Dallas area. And we're super excited. I'm writing a song for them, like a theme song awesome. for them. Um, That's really cool. producing that within the next six months. And I just want to put yeah. out there that there are resources for women. Because no offense, guys, I love I love y'all very much. But sometimes we get forgotten. People, people I agree. Forget. I agree. And as, as a woman veteran who had uh, a lot of us are single parents uh, when we get out or, or just in general, um, I, I really struggled for about two or three years when I first got out. And this uh, program would have helped me immensely get on my feet. And so I'm just glad to put the word out for anybody who needs any help. And also um, Carrie Ann and Josh, the, the uh, two folks that are in charge of it, help out veterans every day. They helped me get a grant when my husband got unemployed when the oil field went to crap in Texas, just in April. And um, it, they're just great people. And this is an awesome thing. So please follow that. That's the charity I endorse. It's a hundred percent legit. A lot of times these, these things aren't people say they put the veteran stamp on there and then nothing happens. And, and this is a full real thing. So. Yes. Jen, can you make sure we get connected with them and we will definitely showcase them here on the people's Patriot project as well. Um, and, uh, 
I can set you up with all that in in post production. Awesome. Absolutely. Nice. Awesome. We do have one um, more announcement too. Can we do for Brian Gibson? Um, this week, um, Project I Heard is cleaning up a property. Is it Makata? Makata, Illinois. Um, it is Fab Rush. Um, they're doing a this isn't the flyer. I thought this was gonna be the flyer. Um, we'll we'll put the flyer up again on our website too. And he is um it's a, the 11th through the 15th. And so um we need to get in touch with Brian Gibson at Project Die Hard as well, if we can help out with that. Mark and I were gonna try to get there and it, life rolls and rolls and things come <laughs> up and um it, it didn't work. It, it's, uh, I mean, I got baptized. Uh, we have a baptism with my grandbaby. So that comes, uh, that comes up and that's important. Family first. Um, yep. We are so scattered and we're just actually, there's so much stuff running up and down our list. It's something we need to talk about right now. And this is amazing. And I appreciate both of our guests on here tonight. And we are going to continue the conversation and we got Brian in there and we do have, and thank you for all the people that have joined us. And uh, again, Jen, make sure we get connected with Valor Ranch and that we we will definitely showcase them on what we're doing. And uh, you're right. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but 90% of our are male directed and we need to remember our females at 100%. And I, I totally agree with that. And I appreciate you calling us not out, but putting it out there as a message and, uh, uh, we full-heartedly believe in that. Um, and there's so much more we could talk about right now. We are running over, but I also want to showcase, hey, it's the holiday season, folks. And uh, and Jen has been so kind to to put a, a new Christmas song out there for us. And uh, so we'll close with this. And, again, if you're interested in being in the post show, uh, we will continue until uh, everyone taps out and it's all good. Um, we love having everyone join us and uh, as always patriot pride and we'll see you when the smoke clears and this is miss jen ford with her uh don't need a lot for christmas <laughs> spend all of our savings on the bills maxed out all the credit cards on gifts for the kids use the same for the last eight years Now you're stressing by getting something for me Don't need a lot for Christmas, just give me you Don't spend all your money on high price gifts When a box on wild
Christmas. <laughs>